Freedom. 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 Rebound. Brooklyn. This is the Brooklyn Rebound Podcast episode. Shit. 67 or 68? I think it's 67. Yeah. And? And I'm in basketball heaven. Are you? With my Cleveland Cavaliers. Oh. What are you, what are you saying? Two Pod here, Pod Drew. Pod Drew, what's up? Drew I, Wilson. I have not seen you in a while. This is your boy Pod now. You know why you haven't seen me in a while? Why haven't Pod I seen now? you? Because I've been in the land for the past um, almost a week. The land? And I, I cheered on my boys to victory over the Chicago Bulls in uh, Game 6. I was there in Cleveland watching it with some of my friends at a bar. Because they were in Chicago, right? Yes, so we didn't go to the game. We didn't go to the game. I uh, watched it at the bar in downtown Cleveland. Mm-hmm. There was a uh, Delhi MVP chance, so you know it was a good game for the Cavs. Delhi MVP chance. Delhi, Delhi, and then when he did something else, MVP, MVP. Yeah, okay. That's 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 enough about about Dova. Although, congrats to you. But he had a good game. Like, yeah, he did. He did. Especially his Kyrie. You know, um, but I mean, kind of play really. Who called? Who called that series in terms of sequence? Mm, did you say uh, Cavs and Six? Mm-hmm. I said that they're going to win the next two, and they did. All oh, right, you said mm-hmm. five and six, game five and six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they didn't just win; they destroyed the Bulls. This is like actually, I haven't seen the Bulls get killed like that in a while. Really? Uh, yeah, they didn't have much to show for in game six, at least. You know, game five they put up a more of a fight, uh, but it still wasn't enough. And uh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. So, I mean, with us, I mean, we want, to, we want to talk about those games. We want to talk about the Cavs, Bulls. We'll talk about the other teams that advanced. Um, and speaking of the Cavs, tonight's the, uh, the draft lottery of the pick. So, I assume they're going to win yet again. Number one pick, right? Obviously, right? That's, Is there any way it could happen, you know? I mean, only if it's, only if, uh, what, what's his name? The son doesn't show up of, uh... Dan Gilbert's son. Yeah. Nick Gilbert. Nick Gilbert. Yeah, if Nick doesn't show up, then they might not have a shot. I don't know. So... Uh, I know. Okay. I hope a, he's got his bow tie ready. He better have his bow tie ready. Um, so, no, but in all honesty, so lot, lottery not tonight. to be. I'm glad they're not in it because that means that. I mean, we won't, there's nothing really to cover, but real quick, predict a team. Just give me one team. Do you think that will win the lottery? Uh, I'm just gonna say any team but the Sixers because they always try to get it in there with the number one pick. So I think it's it's not gonna work out for them. Maybe I'll say which team would you hate more, or which. Would NBA fans be more angry about the Knicks getting the pick or the Lakers getting the pick? I think the Lakers, right? Probably the Lakers because, you know, the, the Knicks been down so long. Here's where actually I do have a prediction. I think the Timberwolves get the pick Woo. because you know why. Why? Cleveland had the hot streak rolling mm-hmm. in terms of getting the number one pick. Three out of the last four. Some people say it's rigged, whatever. It was rigged. Uh, but the lottery balls have been going their way. But they traded their last number one pick, Andrew Wiggins, to Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Therefore, by process of, I don't know what you would call it, um, what one thing moves to the next, I think they, basically they got Carbon. the juice now. Okay. They got the mojo now. They got the mojo. The hot streak's over to them, so I'm calling it right now. T-Wolves, number one pick. That would be interesting. That would be interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, I hope I hope one of the teams, I, th- I hope the Knicks get it. They need it. The transitive property, that's what I was looking for. But so. I, I don't hate... But the thing is, then you're rewarding tanking too, right? If the Knicks get it and the Lakers, yeah. or and Sixers, right? Yeah. yeah. So uh, I feel conflicted. I don't know. We'll we'll see how what happens later tonight. That's during halftime of I think tonight's game. Uh, Hawks. Uh, the the Hawks. The Hawks do not play tonight. No, tonight. Oh, is so what's the conference tonight? Right? Warriors Rockets. Warriors Rockets. All right, let's Cavs so, tomorrow. So, so it's let's Tuesday right now. Let's go into the series of. The Warriors facing the Grizzlies. Oh, we're talking. We're recapping. Yeah, because we have not done this yet. And it's true. And also we'll go into the Clippers-Rockets debacle uh, later. But So Grizzlies, Warriors, is this team legit? Is Steph Curry the real deal MVP? And what do you think? So we have to ask it at this point. Yes, they're legit. Yes, he's obviously MVP. Won the award and there's no argument against it, really, that I can come up with. But my, my thing is, I think the Grizzlies c- 
could have won the series if the injuries didn't happen, didn't play out the way they did. Uh, Tony Allen was out for two yeah, games. Yeah, it's possible. Um, um, that certainly didn't help them. You know, Conley missed the first game. Conley um, missed the first two games as well. No, he so. played the second game. Did he? Yeah, he was injured. He wore that mask, but he played, and he mm-hmm. played well, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, they won that game. No, did they? They went up 2-1, and then after that they lost the series. Yeah, so they did win that game, yeah. game too. Um, and then won game three, yeah. So, so that happened with a couple of these series. The teams went up 2-1, the lower seed, and then they all ended up losing. Yeah, yeah, all, all, all the lower seeds yeah, exactly. ended up losing, yeah. So I do think, you know, the Grizzlies had a good squad. They just kind of ran. They, they just didn't have the ammunition to go against the, the Warriors in terms of... Offense. Buckets, offense, right, yeah. Right, they couldn't convert on that. Um, they're... I guess they would have needed to have a better... I guess the, what we said before the series, if the Grizzlies have a chance, they need to mm-hmm. just pound it inside. And they just looked the two big men. Mm-hmm. It just didn't really work against the Warriors. It worked for a little bit, but not long enough to win four games in a seven-game series. Right, right. Uh, I think, really, to beat this Warriors team, you have to match them with firepower. Uh, and the Grizzlies just don't, didn't have that type of squad this year, so... Yeah, so I mean, I, don't think they miss, I didn't point to anything like super wrong they did um, or anything like that. Yeah, just like you said, some unfortunate injury luck, especially on their best defender, and then you know just not having the style to match up enough. Yeah, I mean, I I wish the series did go game. Seven. I felt like it was going to be a game seven, but it kind of let me down at the end at, with injuries. You could see that they just didn't have the. Jeff Green showed up for half the series, or maybe a little less than half the series, and that's who Jeff Green is. He that's should, what he's been doing. Yeah, the, his whole career, uh, he's been that way. So, I ask any Celtics fan, the most frustrating thing about watching Jeff Green is some nights he'll be you know, like doing it and doing it well, and some nights he just won't show up. Um, I don't know if it's just a whole surgery that he had in the past, but whatever. Anyways, going into, um, you know, we're going to go into a hired, fired uh, with this. So let's just do it right now for, for each losing team, okay? Hired or fired? Hired, fired for Our each classic team. segment. Yeah. It's taking the, the nation, pod nation by storm, you know. Uh, and the nation pod. That too? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, both of them. I didn't um, know that. So, Mark Gasol has been talked about a lot since they've lost. Um, he's a free agent. Uh... Is he going to be hired uh, by another team, or will he fire the notion of leaving and stay with the Grizzlies? Okay, I was going to see how you're going to work yeah, this I know, I know. <laughs> It's a stretch, but... Yeah. Um, so, it's essentially, is he open to... The, are you just saying he's open to resigning, or will he resign? Yeah, I mean, your prediction, he's been rumored linked to the Spurs... Uh, which would be deadly. No, no. Uh, I know. <laughs> uh, I've been linked to uh, joining his brother in Chicago somehow uh, without Jimmy Butler signing extension to Gasol Brothers, right? But that's not going to happen. Um, um, so, yeah, I think this is a really tough one for me, I'll be honest. I don't have a good handle on how the, the Memphis front office really works or what they're But thinking. in the best interest of, the, say you are the GM, what are you going to do? Do you? I mean, if I was their GM, yeah, I would try to re-sign him. Um, because I mean they still have the pieces in place if they can resign him Conley Zebo, all this you think um, Zebo can last a little longer than you know, well he's got a couple more years probably so this is the window right here for the Grizzlies so I definitely think they should try to um, but I guess I'll say I just kind of see it not working out and I do see him going to another team. So you think uh, he's going to... So he's going to be hired by another squad. But I'm not prepared to say which one that is except I don't definitely don't think it'll be the Bulls. Well, I think uh, he is going to... And I forgot my original question to you but I think he's going to be leaving. Um, So so he's going to fire the notion of resigning with the Grizzlies... Oh yeah, so it's the same thing. You're really you're hired and fired. Well, I was trying to say, let's rewind. Let's rewind the tape. Uh, what I was trying to say is that the Grizzlies should fire him. You know why? I mean, he's a great defensive player uh, and everything. But the game that's evolving right now, you look at the four teams. They're fast, they're fucking fast, right? Okay. You got you got a lot of uh, offensive threats, so. Let's get a player that can run with Conley um, and also command more presence. I would say even alley-oops, such as like a DeAndre Jordan, is going to be available. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge. A little more athleticism. Because Gasol and... He's a decent offensive player. I mean, uh, 
But Gasol's not, I mean, I'm not saying he's not athletic, but he's, he's not like, he doesn't jump out of the gym or doesn't like uh, do as much. And if you got Zebo that's already doing that, you know, in terms of just his style of game, yes, they mesh well, really well, but like you need to mix it up. You, you had a formula that works during the regular season. You haven't been able to push through. You got you to gotta change the course. So it sounds like what you're saying is they need to stick Zebo back down to the five and get a more athletic type right. of four yeah. in here. Yeah, I mean, maybe put Jeff Green at the four. I mean, maybe like a, a, and LaMarcus Aldridge. And get another score. You need a score. They need a score real bad, like a go-to score. If um, they could sign Aldridge. That would be a good 20 and points. Get, and flip Gasol out of there. Yeah. I mean, that would certainly work well. I've also had heard him being tied to San Antonio. There's a lot of free agents out there, but, so who knows? Yeah. But, yeah, I just don't know. Like, what you're saying is true, but I just don't know if there's players like that available, honestly, for them to get. So we'll have to make that All decision. right, so Grizzlies what are... What we got next? Grizzlies have gone fishing, uh, and they are fired. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up... The, fired from the playoffs. The debacle that is Los Angeles Clippers. Now, mm-hmm. before we even go oh, into boy. this, the first thing I saw on Twitter after the Clippers lost was the PA announcer for the Los Angeles Dodgers, which is formerly the Brooklyn Dodgers. PA announcer. Yes. uh, Announced at the Dodgers game that the Clippers have lost and are eliminated. They announced that... Oh, so they come on over. Okay, so the game's going on. As the game's going on for the Dodgers. doesn't matter who they're playing. I don't remember. Um, And what happened after that was the fans of the Dodgers erupted in cheers. That's... That's really, uh, what's that say about LAC? Uh, well, I guess... The, they're more of a Lakers town, obviously. Well, I guess if you were a Clippers fan, I've seen a lot of Clippers fans popping up on Twitter and whatnot, I guess you wouldn't be heading out to the ballpark to enjoy a baseball game when, when it's the playoffs, so presumably any any overlap between basketball enjoyers and baseball fans... Well, this is that. It's going to be, if they're there in the game, that they're going to be Lakers fans, if anything, so I guess that makes sense. Well, it's on TV, and it's like on... Like, it was at Houston at the time. And the game was at... I know, but you're not going to... What, are you going to go watch the... Do- How can you go enjoy watching a Dodgers game when you're nervous about your team being on TV? Or I, hear you. I hear you. So it makes sense to me. It makes sense, but I think it's fucked up nonetheless, obviously. Just, well, just because L.A. I mean, uh, think about it. Uh, I guess if it was like Chicago and it was like the... I guess it would be baseball again. New York Yankees. But, Mets. Or... Yeah, I guess um, I would have said New York, but is there really the that Yankees much? Is New York I guess there is. Yeah, they, they, if it happened like with one of the other teams, like to the Mets or Yankees, it would happen. Yeah, the other fans, and they might do more of an ironic, like yeah, they wouldn't be like cheering, you know, cheering. Not like yeah, because LA LA's fan base is still kind of new and they're always changing. Well, here's the thing that's a little different um, in terms of LA Lakers and Clippers playing the same building, they're in the same conference, all that. Whereas in baseball, if it's like the Yankees, Mets, or White Sox, Cubs, whatever, they're different, all in different leagues, don't play in this. So it's even more, I guess, rivalry within the town. They've always talked about moving. And honestly, after something like that, obviously there shouldn't be the reason they move. There's so many things that are saying. But I would say San Diego's. It's a better spot for the, this team to be in. The Clippers? Yeah, definitely. I don't agree there. I do agree that they should. I mean, I think they should stay in the LA area, but I do think that with the new owner and all that, they should rebrand the team, change the name from the Clippers. Clippers and new uniforms right. everything. Get rid of those terrible uh, T-shirt-like uniforms they wear sometimes. Right, right. Clippers name, yeah, all that. And um, even Magic Johnson congratulated the Rockets on winning. Magic Johnson's such a troll. Yeah, he gets he's the biggest, biggest, he's biggest troll, he's the biggest troll on, Twitter. on Twitter. He's, yeah. Um, I feel bad for Clippers fans, I mean... I don't know. Yeah, I do too. I, I was hoping that it was going to be Clippers that's one of the final. And I would have preferred seeing that Clippers, Clippers Warriors. Because well, I predicted Clippers Cavs preseason, now my predictions but tits al- off. But also, Clippers Warriors have a rivalry, division rivalry, that actually was heated throughout the whole season. They had really good matchups. But, anyways, uh, Clippers, they're done. Um, they the Rockets came back down 1 3. Only nine teams have done it in mm-hmm. history. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your thoughts before we we just throw out the Clippers? What are your thoughts of the Rockets um, going to uh, doing this? Went down one three against the Clippers. Well, I um, can't say I'm not, I'm not surprised because I am. I uh, didn't see this happening, even though the Clippers have kind of a long history of botching things. Um, yeah, just that comeback they made in Game Six. Now, once they, that happened, I was like, oh, they probably will win Game Seven at this mm-hmm. point, but. 
I was really shocked by the comeback. I'll be honest, I didn't watch it. I was, um, you know, I was out in Cleveland. I saw the beginning part of the game. I didn't see any of really the second half, and then I was very surprised. The next morning, I woke up and saw it. It yeah. occurred. I was shocked, but right. I mean, so I don't have like all the insights of how it went wrong for them in that game. I, did you watch the whole thing? I did. Um, I what, saw a lot of. How exactly was the comeback mounted? They just took them out of their rhythm. I mean, honestly, the Rockets figure out a way to keep their offense stagnant and not flowing. They slowed up the game. They did a lot of hack of Jordan that actually was effective. It may not been effective in the box score immediately, but what did affect it was how they played afterwards. Right, so they couldn't run up the court, they couldn't, uh, and if they weren't playing defense effectively to create fast break points, it's hard for them to make that transition, right? So, now were they countering at all the Clippers with Hackett Dwight? Uh, no, Kevin McHale didn't allow it as much in the Game 7, also a little bit in Game 7, Game 6. Uh, he, they would every now and then. There was one se- sequence where, as the Clippers were mounting their comeback by 20-something points in the fourth quarter, brought it down to six. Uh, Chris Paul, under two minutes, you can't do the hack or whatever, right? It's two shots in a ball. So Chris Paul would line up on the free throw line uh, with Dwight Howard as one of the Rockets players were shooting it, and they just jump on him as a piggyback to get a loose ball foul. And just a little, you saw him just jumping on top of him like three times over. And uh, Dwight, I'm sure he was laughing, maybe laughing inside, but like he could have easily just tossed him by accident or whatever, right? It could have gotten really ugly. But apparently they're friends. Everyone's friends in the NBA when it comes down to yeah, it. So, yeah. so what I want to say is, congrats to the Rockets. Obviously, they figured out how to stifle Doc Rivers. Which is is he Doc Rivers a good coach anymore, or are we just I, hyping the name now? He's a good speaker. I, I know he's a good. Think he's a good. Yeah, he's good at some things and not not great at others. It's kind of his thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's got the ring, so he's always going to have that one ring. Um, yep. Yeah. So it's does Rick Allo. Well, yeah, um, I don't. I don't think he's bad, but yeah, there's some questionable things. I mean, one could even point to the whole Austin Rivers thing, but Austin Rivers he actually exploded. played better than yeah. Josh Smith was. It was the X factor, I think, in this series. And Prigioni, uh, they played huge. Yeah, pa- Pablo Prigioni definitely yeah. stepped up in Patrick Beverly's absence. I mean, I think it's the same uh, thing that you mentioned about the Grizzlies. I think that when it came down to LAC, didn't have the bench that the Doc Rivers couldn't rely on Big Baby, couldn't rely on Spencer Hawes. You know who they need. They need. They needed to not sign Spencer Hawes and brought Pearson because I feel like this is Chris Ball's tenth season, and he has yet to make the conference finals. And he's the elite point guard, right? Mm-hmm. He's the guy that everyone looks at as one of the best point guards in the league, all national point guard, right? Um, so the, but, deba- the debate is here: hired or fired? Do, who is hired or fired? I'm going to give you two options here: DeAndre Jordan or Chris Ball. So it has to be one or another. We're not taking them one at a time. Nope. So keep one, hire one. And why? One. Yeah, if you hire... I mean, obviously, I'm going to hire Chris Paul and fire DeAndre Jordan. Yeah. Uh, it can't all be on Paul that he hasn't made the conference... And maybe it can be somewhat on him, but it can't all be on him that he hasn't made the conference finals in his career. It's hard to do, obviously. You need to have the teammates and some aspects. And then and Jordan, I would fire him alone just because he can't make any free throws. And people are just going to keep doing that hacking. Hackett Jordan, so... I was thinking about that. Even though he's one of the best rebounders in the league, one of the uh, best paint protectors, all that. Mm-hmm. You know, he's killing their offensive flow. And I mean, come on, are you really going to fire Chris Paul? I don't know you're not. No, you're not, not going to fire Chris Paul. You just need Chris Paul to have a little bit more... He's the leader of the team, but he needs to have well, also... If they had a Pierce, like you're saying, that would be nice, but I mean... He'd be the backup support for the leader, yeah. right? So I'm thinking... Even, uh, even a, uh, a Jet... Um, Jason Terry, uh, Jason which, Terry, which was apparently he's up for huge. the Rockets. Yeah, I don't know why he didn't want to play like that in Brooklyn. It's kind of fucked you up. You need that type of veteran. Uh, yeah. So well, what I am saying is, I, I agree. I think DeAndre Jordan's gone. Apparently, they had a falling out. Um, that's rumored. So I think he's he's out. You could see with the owner, like they cut him in the stands. That Palmer guy, when Jordan kept going to the line, and just the look on his face, he was, was angry. Just like, I'm sick of this. This like, is so, so boring and. Terrible, yeah. right? You can't get, you can't get. If he, Balmer can't be Balmer, then you know it's it's trouble, right? Yeah. So Balmer gotta be Balmer. He got to be Balmer. <laughs> the ball gotta go in. <laughs> the ball's got to go Ballmer in. Three thrusts. So I am going to make a prediction here as well. I'm going to agree with you. Hire Chris Paul, fire DeAndre Jordan. Two players that will be looked at seriously and should be added no matter what. As DeAndre Jordan probably goes to Dallas, which is rumored. Tyson Chandler is available. 
Tyson Chandler will join Chris Paul as he did when he was in Nolens as a Hornets. And Paul Pierce, who's doubtful of his career right now. Yeah, I thought he's going to retire. I don't think he will. I think Doc Rivers One will. One more ride? Yeah. And think for about his hometown. Of think about this way. Like, Paul Pierce had to do a lot for the Wizards team. He, had to, he literally had to put the team on the back again, right, to win those games. And and uh, he, he won't have to do that. He just needs to be a voice, a presence for a guidance for a Chris Paul that reinforces Doc's philosophies. And the same way Tyson Chandler uh, as well, uh, who worked really well with, with CP3, was more of a leader to CP3 and Nolan. So I think that's where the direction needs to be. Yeah, I definitely CP3. like that idea. Uh, if I was a Clippers fan, I'd yeah, I think they would become the number one team. Not not based on their roster, but record-wise. I think they would do really well together. All right, cool. Uh, so next two, uh, we won't get into the preview now. Next two series recapping. Your Cavs, Hawks. Let's go into that. Uh, your Cavs. Bulls, you mentioned that. Uh, Talked a little bit about real, it. Um, they got trounced. Um, hiring and firing. Let's just move on to it quickly. Tom Thibodeau, uh, is he going to be hired or fired? I don't even need to do this one. He's fired. It's gonna, he's uh, so literally going to be If you're fired. Jim Paxson, do you do that, though? Yeah. Is it still Paxson? Uh, mm-hmm. No. Um, yeah, so, yes, I would do that. Why? I think it's, at this point... Hands are kind of tied anyway, even if they don't want to. Even though some of the players they brought in, it's kind of their fault at the front office. In some regards, because players they brought in the past couple of years don't jab with Thibodeau's system. Still on Thibodeau for work, overworking his players into the ground and for when he gets these players that don't necessarily fit in his system, he still tries to play them with that system, doesn't try to change it at all, or he tries to... If something's not working, literally, right. on a game-to-game basis, he kept rolling with it. He's not good at making in-game decisions, um, like leaving, you know, uh, Kirk Heinrich in for, like, 34 minutes or whatever. Ridiculous. Right. Like, so, um, I think there's culpability on both ends of, of the front office and the coaching, but Thibodeau's going to get fired. I think he's probably going to get hired by New Orleans. That's rumor. And roll with Davis. Um, try to get them and uh, their playoff groove on. So he'll be fine. But, yeah, I, I think – I don't want to say he definitely deserves it, but I'm, he kind of does. I don't think he does. Uh, you can pinpoint to uh, – and I think they should hire him. I don't think it's going to happen. Um, if I was impacting, I'll hire him. Uh, he is by far one of the best XLO coaches in the league. He's the architect of what the Celtics did in 2008 and also previous years for um, – Jeff Van Gundy in Houston and New York, Knicks back in the 90s, all that stuff. Uh, his defensive philosophies, maybe offensive is a problem, and, and, and like yeah, putting it in. So, and we know that, so hire an offensive expert. I, but it's not just offense, it's what I just said as well. He, his decisions in game, he's rota- like the rotations he lives in, or when, when something's not working, he stays with it anyway. That's, so, and I was reading all about this on the Bulls, like fans' message boards too, because I was obviously they're, they're on the series closely. And yeah. this is the type of things they were saying. So I'm going to, you know, somewhat agree with them there. They've been watching all the games mm-hmm. for the, the years. Who do you think is a good, good candidate of them, of the Bulls taking over the head? To take over? I mean, I, honestly, that's the other thing, though. I don't really know if there's anyone good that can really come in right away. I mean, what are they try to get, like, Calipari or something? I don't think that will happen. No. Um, I would say, I mean, no, Fred, Fred Hoiberg's rumor. Anyway. Uh, I would say D'Antoni would be a good candidate. Well, not with the personnel they currently have. I mean... It's not like these players that they have don't know how to play defense, right? So, therefore... Um, well, some of them don't. Who, which, um, I mean, other than Pau Gasol, right? Yeah. That's but the thing is, that would be that would be another storyline again. Pau Gasol, and he's already coached him uh, in the Lakers. We know how that went. But he wouldn't have that much pull in that conversation anyway, so... We'll see. I don't know. Uh, it's wide open. So. Yeah, I don't. I just don't see the Bulls being that type of team. Like they need the, what the Bulls need is they can't be too defensive. What they at least with the players they have now, they're going to be going for Derrick Rose, Jimmy Butler, maybe a year or two more of Powell, mm-hmm. uh, whoever else they bring in. Then right, um, the, but those two are the main guys, Rose and Butler. They're too like, like they're not going to be. They can't be like a run and gun style, and they can't be a pure. They have to be a hybrid. Style. They yeah. need to be a hybrid, exactly. So, you, uh, I don't know who the coach is, but you need a coach. Basically, honestly, you need a coach that's more flexible, I think, that doesn't have their own specific scheme. Gary Sloan would be perfect, run. I think. Well, 
yeah. former Bulls coach too. For a lot of teams, he would be. But yeah. no, if he does a flex offense and he knows how to do so, I think Jerry, I just thought of him. I don't know why. But that'll be a good pick. Good prediction by Pod Nam here. And uh, last hired or fired recap for us will be the Hawks Wizards. Obviously, Hawks advanced, won two games, two. Really, really close games. I don't know if you saw Game 5 where it just went back and forth. No, I did watch it, yes. That was insane. Uh, what, uh, what are your thoughts on the Hawks real quick uh, overall? Obviously, we'll get into preview for the Cavs, but what do you think of their series and how they performed? Um, I thought they performed. They, they kind of got it together there, especially yeah. in that Game 5, and they really took it over. Yeah. Um, not letting the, the Wizards come back in Game 6 or anything like that. But at the same time, there's... Still not playing great. Like they're not overly impressing me at all. They got some good luck with the wall injury for a while there. Two games out, yeah. um, and one of them know. they lost the games from Pierce's. Uh, they got they lucked out on that Pierce would hit that shot at point five seconds too late. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was another reason why they, they get one. They shouldn't have let him get the ball. Mm-hmm. I mean, so mm-hmm. I don't. It, and then like Corver's still not shooting well or anything, which they relied on during the regular season. Teague has had some really good moments, some not great moments. Right. I still like Millsap. He's been playing well. Horford's always going to be solid. Damari Carroll is a little X factor to me, honestly. Let's see how he's going to play. I mean, we saw him against the Nets. He does not miss from three at all. But I don't know. No, he doesn't take a lot. But when he makes, he, he shoots, takes him he, in there. Yeah. He's open, and he's get he gets to the rim easily too. But so I I don't know I, I still can't completely so you don't you don't feel that strong about the Hawks but I don't feel that strong about okay. at least as a Cavs fan right now I'm not super well, obviously you have a different you have a perspective that that's a little bit more and honestly it. I was I would say this I was I having this debate with my friends at home when I was there um, and a lot of them were saying oh they'd rather play the Wizards then they'll get the home court advantage this and that I was honestly thinking I'd rather play the Hawks even giving up home court. Yeah. Because I'm more scared of a Paul Pierce or a John Wall, yeah. Than or guys like individual guys, especially the Pierce game. versus LeBron. Right. But, but guys in general that can step up big, and we've had more of a, a rivalry with Washington over the years where they hate the Cavs more and vice versa. Right. But the Hawks is a little more unknown quantity, but I'm more comfortable with it. Maybe that'll be foolish after they come out and shoot the lights out on us, but we'll have to well, see. The one, I mean, I want to put this in the preview, but I just want to mention it right now before I forget. Uh, coached Bood in the Holzer. Uh, last time he uh, he's he's coached actually two years in a row. So he's coached against LeBron in the finals once. That one time they didn't win against the Heat. Um, but I don't know. I think he's he's done a great job in figuring out. I compare this team to the 2008 Celtics a lot, where you know it was actually the Hawks in round one that brought the Celtics to Game Seven. And then the Celtics kind of figured it out on the way. You know, like, I think the Hawks are figuring out what their strengths are, what to do. And they're getting healthier now. Millsap's healthier. Harford wasn't there last year even. So this is uh, this is going to be a good series, I think. Well, even. that's why they're in the conference finals this year yeah. when they haven't been before, honestly. Yeah. All the reasons yeah. Said. Um, higher fired. There's two players that, I, last thing for the Wizards, that I keep in mind here. Bradley Beal and Otto Porter, the young gunners of... The Wizards, one time, draft picks. yeah, good lottery picks. One of them showed up on some days. One of them showed up on another. Who, if you had to get rid of one of them and you had to keep one of them, which one? What do you choose here? Uh, I would keep Bradley Beal and fire Otto Porter. I just think Beal has more. He has more talent that you're. Not, I don't want to put even more talent, but he is his skill, rather, I guess his skill over talent. The skill sets he has are, are paying off, at least so far to me, pay off more in the NBA than Porter's kind of a tweener of like different skills that he has. Mm-hmm. Beal has a clear three-point, great three-point shooting, yep. ability to get space jumper. and get open, yep. which is huge. And he's uh, and he makes people tired on defense. Like The Hawks are getting tired trying to chase him around. Right. Um, Same so, way they chase Corver around, yeah. Yeah, well, he was having better success than Corver at getting space and getting open, right? And making the defenders tired. So I see your point. I'll take Beal. I'm going to go opposite. opposite. Yeah, I'm going to say Otto Porter just because 
the the body figure athleticism that Otto Porter has uh, reminds me of a little bit of a, a poor man's Durant. You know, he's just very lanky, uh, can shoot the three. He has to work on those fundamentals, and if he is able to develop something and become like a star, he could be better than potentially the potential ceiling for him is bigger than Bradley Beal. We know who Bradley Beal is. He's a scorer, kind of like a Mitch Richmond, old school Mitch Richmond, just off the cusp, shoot jump shots, get his shot every now and then, but he's not going to be a go-to player. I think Otto could be if they get the right development, but that's hindsight's 50-50, right? Yep. So uh, we'll put a pause on this for now. Uh, we will come back with some more previews and wrappers. Yeah, we'll really get into conference finals. All right. Three, two, one. Are we, uh, we back? We back? We doing it? We back. We back from uh, the trenches. That is. Uh, yes. Go ahead. No, I got nothing. Sorry. We're back from the trenches. That is not talking on microphone. Yeah. It's like a war, honestly. I mean, we feel the need. Me, Pod Journal, you, Pod Nam. Yeah. Feel the need to talk in podcasts like twenty four seven. We can't do that. Unfortunately, there's other aspects to life, like bathroom. But it's. Yeah, but it's like, well, sometimes you two aren't mutually exclusive for you all the time, but but just in general, there's other things we have to do, and but it feels like being in the trenches of war. Yes, of course, you go. <laughs> of course. We got two of them in, right in the beginning of this second part. You got of two of them in? Oh, there you go. I got number two in. Uh, all right, there we go. So, moving on to, uh, we, we definitely wanted to talk about the preview of Tonight's game and the other series, which is your series. Uh, oh, it's my series. Yeah, it's your series. Uh, it's everyone's series, you know. Uh, yeah, it's mainly your series for now. What um, you're saying is we're going to preview both the Eastern Conference Finals, my series, and the Western Conference my Finals. My series. Okay, you could call it your series. I'm just claiming it because you don't, you don't and, have And uh, we'll make our predictions as to how those are going to go. Right, but, but I, first. I thought the best way to do that is to not compare cities... You know, you can compare, you got yes, Golden State, which represents Oakland and the Bay Area and San Fran, right? You got uh, Houston, uh, you know, where when NASA has problems, astronauts have problems, they, they say, Houston, we got a problem. You got ATL, home of Turner Studios and The Walking Dead. This is all I got <laughs> for that one. And you got The Land, which is the home of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Andrew Carey. Um, those are the only two things I got from there. So. And my parents. And your parents, which are awesome. Shout out to Drew Padre's parents. Mm-hmm. Um, but the best way to actually decipher what, who truly is going to win is... Is by which city my parents live in. Cleveland wins. All right. No. We're talking now. No. By the representation of the fans, and specifically the mm-hmm. people that go to the games that are with HG probably on the on the camera a lot more than they should be, right? Uh, we're talking about the Jay-Zs, the uh, Urfers, the uh, uh, Dale Rick Ross, no, not Dale Rick Ross, Dale uh, Pitbull, Rick Ross, Little Wayne, Drake, Emma, of course. Drizzy at Toronto. And what, what do these things have in common? What do these people have in common here, Drew? Um, only might take me a minute to think, well, of course, they have, they have the common that they like to go to NBA you like basketball. I think that's assumed. Mayweather's also one of them, but he's not one of them. Actually, he might be one of them. Um, so, uh, well, I guess the only thing I can think of is that they they uh, like to uh, get in the booth and start spitting. Mm-hmm. Some hot fire. Nylon, nylon, nylon. Um, is there there's a uh, is there five different islands that go in five different uh, arenas to watch the games? I mean, they should. They, I think they should just go because together. an ATL <laughs> island, a land <laughs> island, and an Oakland. Well, island. I mean, we're gonna call this actually. You just gave me a good idea here, and uh, we're gonna call this the Dylon uh, MVP award right here um, because uh, Dylon is the best rapper alive. And what ideas have you ever? Good ideas have you ever had that I haven't given you, Padna? <laughs> Uh, the time I decided to uh, tie my water canister to my uh, messenger bag on the side. You told me to put it inside. I told put safe in space and put it outside. You didn't give me that idea. I thought of that. And that's working out for you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I'll give you that one. All right, cool. I got one. All right, so 
let's let's set up the premise here. We got four teams, four rappers uh, in the booth, four Dylons, and the first one. Let's go. Let's go to the furthest. Let's go to the west coast. Some people prefer to this as the best coast. I'm not sure. Um, mm-hmm. Some people refer to it as the worst coast. That's true. That's true. And uh, from San Fran, uh, I don't know any other, in, in the Bay Area, I don't know any other uh, musicians. Actually, literally, I, can't, I couldn't think of any without Googling. Uh, other than uh, E-40 himself. Well, there's some other Bay Area rappers. There's like a Mac Dre. He's dead, though, so it can't uh, also, the Kendrick Lamar Warriors from Compton. And Dude, that's from Southern California. Yeah, South, Southern California. Yeah, that's not, not applicable at all here. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's some more. Uh, there's y- Yucca Mouth. Oh, Yucca Mouth. Uh, but yeah, U40 is the main, the head honcho up there. Yeah. Ooh. Is that your impression? Ooh. That, Ooh. <laughs> that's, that's how it sounds to he me. Gets, he gets. He gets high feet over in the bay. Yeah, he does that. Uh, And then I guess since they're taking Houston, I mean, you could have picked a plot. There's a couple of rappers there. Uh, Who's your choice for Dylon representing Houston? My choice uh, was actually your choice because you made me take this one. Oh, I forced you. Okay, Uh, as you said, he goes to the Rockets game. He does go a lot of Rockets. Slim Thug. Even though I initially said I wanted Bun B. What, does he not go to Rockets games? I don't know. Must be he's always, you know, he's pimping. Uh, I just think he's pimping a, a lot. A better rapper than Slim Thug. But I'm going Slim Thug. Or he could have gone. Percy with, 40. Let's do it. I mean, you could have gotten the ghost of Pimp C if you really wanted His to. His real name is, according to Wikipedia, is uh-huh. Stave Jerome Thomas. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that first name right. Stave? Is it like Steve? Stave? S T A V E. Okay. Maybe like Steve? What, you, Steve you, Thomas. What, Steve Thomas is his name? Uh, kind of. Counterpoint here, Earl Stevens is E-40's name. Oh, okay. These are, this is a perfect matchup already. We're <laughs> real even Stevens, huh? <laughs> uh, and his latest tweet, two hours ago, the lame and gameless can't comprehend the ink from my pen. That was a tweet from E-40? Two hours ago. Yeah. Earl Thomas? Yeah. Wait, Earl Thomas... Is that what you said? No, Earl Stevens. No, Earl Stevens. Earl Thomas is a, is a Seahawks player. Nope. <laughs> Definitely right. not. That's close to the Bay Area. Yeah. All right. Um, well, anyway. Uh, and do you know what Slim Thugger's catchphrase is? Um, I'm ill-prepared, you know. I, I can take him. I, you know, I know a little bit about the thugging. Uh, he likes to check up on it. I know that. I do know he dated a singer, Latoya Luckett, until oh. 2006. That famous singer we've all heard of. From Destiny's Child, formerly Ford. Oh, was she the original, the original fourth Ford, one? Right? Oh, I did not know that. Oh, they're from Houston. That makes sense. And his for, ma- most famous song is probably the remix Check Up On, or Check Up On in general, on Beyonce, uh, song that was like one of her first, on her first album. So she's obviously, he's also friends with the Mrs. Knowles, Mrs. Sean Carter herself. Um, but his catchphrase is, Synthoga! Okay, Slim Thugga. A lot of uhs in there. Yeah. Uh, uh, there you go. I there mean, you. if you're going to write that out, how many A's would you put it at? I'd say maybe nine. Uh, okay, nine yeah, I think nine ten is a little bit too much. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Ten, don't be ridiculous. So give me a reason why Slim Thugga likes to check up on it and wants to make sure that Dwight Howard and James Harden are getting enough tail after each game to play on and win. Well, if it's about getting tail, as you put it, here's something interesting that Slim Thugga had to say. Okay. Again, according to Wikipedia. Wikis. Uh, he apparently released some controversial statements in Vibe magazine a couple years ago, four Uh-oh. or five years Uh-oh. ago, uh, talking about race and of women of different colors, uh, saying, um, and their treatment toward men... Uh, Black men in this case. So his ethnicity is African American, just so everyone knows. Yes. Right. Okay. Colloquially, colloquially known as black. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and here's what he had to say: <clears throat> It's hard to find a successful black man, so black women have to bow down and let it be known they got to start working hard. Mm-hmm. They got to start cooking and being down for their man more. White woman, they treat their man like a king. Hmm. 
Okay. And uh, this statement elicited um, various responses online and, and on blogs and stuff. Uh, I'm going to assume that they are negative toward his statement. I don't think they were, they were praising his statement at all. One such was rapper Talib Kweli, and then some other people. Ooh, have another rapper, huh? Yeah. Some Columbia professor mm. mm-hmm. and cultural critic. Right. Uh, so, but that's his statement. So, I guess for Dwight and Harden and all them, I don't know what kind of girls they date, but I believe Slim Thugga would be counts in their corner counseling them to go for the white women. Okay. In Houston or wherever. So that's where he's maybe up in the. He's bed. saying that's a safe bet. That's what he's the Slim Thug is saying. Go with the white woman. They'll treat you like you can. Even though he's uh, his. I don't know what his record is for white. Versus other races. Well, this Latoya is um, not white. That's the Destiny's Child mm-hmm. forgotten member, not white. Mm-hmm. I don't remember much about her, but I do remember that much at least. She was not white. All yes. Right. Okay. okay. So maybe he had a better experience there, and now he's like he's white women. All right. So there's a lot of things I can go. E40 has been in the rap game for maybe as long as Synthug has been born. Did okay. he invent the term hyphy? Generally. He did. He did. I don't have information on the hyphiness of it, but he, he, this is what he also has done. Now, what other rapper has formed a burger chain called Fat Burger? None. He actually oh, did. Oh, I didn't know he was. Uh, him and Chester McLaughlin, former NFL player, uh, made the franchise in Pleasant Hill and actually doing well. He also is one of the investors of Ambassador's Lounge Nightclub and Dan Antonio San Jose. Uh, and in addition to that, he was one of the seed investors of No Limit Records. Holla if you hear me. I go the hoo hoo. That's a Master P, Percy Miller, former uh, NBA tryout player himself. Uh, tried to make it there. Yeah. And uh, I mean, with that being said, I think it's just a it's an automatic defeat right here. You got Fat Burger. What, I mean, what do you have to respond to that? I mean, he hangs out with. Uh Paul Wall and Mike Jones. Who? Oh, what? Who? Who's that? Oh, uh, Mike Jones. I I don't know who. Uh, I said it already. Pay attention more. Okay. Uh, Riff Raff. These are great names. Okay. <laughs> Keep going. Who I believe is is Riff Raff is the person who the James Franco character in Spring Breakers is based on. I'm pretty sure. Hmm. Um, and a, a chameleonaire. Basically, all these Houston boys. Okay. Um. He, uh, he, well, hold on. Has, has E40 ever appeared on one The Daily Show? Oh, with shit. With John Stewart? Some thugger was on Daily Show? In, in fact, he was back in October of 09. Woo! That's like Again, a, if Wikipedia is to be believed. Ah. Wikipedia uh, is always the most accurate form of He was in a parody on uh, discussing the effects of the recession. Wow. The joke was that, that it, it was how the recession is affecting wealthy rappers. And is, is, do we consider? Um, we don't know his net worth. We haven't looked. I gotta assume he didn't have any famous burger chains or record labels. So I, I bet he's not packing as many uh, dollars as your boy, E Forty, or my girl. But uh, well, you mentioned. Yeah, but he's got more. He's getting in the news. He's on popular comedy shows. He's mixing it up in Vibe magazine. He's mixing it up with crazy okay. rappers. Okay. So. I got, I got, so you, you actually opened up the door, and I didn't want to go down this road, but you just mm-hmm. made it, made it very easy for me to do so. So, E40 had a weekly radio show in San Francisco radio called uh, E-Feezy Radio. E-Feezy Radio is a weekly show in 2003, he ended it in 2008, so he had a five-year, he already, he already knows how to speak to the people, he connects with them on that level, not even rapping and writing poetry. On top of that, your boy E40 has appeared in the following movie titles. Such as... <laughs> Just in the titles? Yeah. So it's better to say E-40. And movies. In the title. Called Malibuti, Hair Show, Three Strikes, Survival of the Illest, and also on one episode of the Jamie Foxx show. Right. He's associated to... Of the movies, I've heard of one uh, one of the, of the four there, Jamie Foxx show, whatever... I'm pretty sure The Daily Show is a bit more cachet than anything you just threw out. Well, I mean, Jamie Foxx won an Oscar, though, so... Not for his uh, show from the 90s. But without right? without his show, how does he get to that level? So you don't think John Stewart has won major awards? He has. Not an Oscar. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. And, I mean, the main thing I'm just going to end off is... I mean, I, I really don't have anything more to say other than the fact that he is probably the most 
famous rapper from the Bay Area. Houston has too much competition there. So you're talking about uh, one individual who's associated to history of rap and also media, movie appearances, investor, burger owner. I mean, come on. It's a, it's a no, no-brainer here. We got E-40. All right, so here's what I think this tells us about the matchup between Golden State and Houston. Your boy, your Golden State boy, the clear favorite, he's more famous, you know, or he's more, at least, has more accomplishments, so to speak, mm-hmm. it seems like. Right. More legendary. But my boy in Houston is more of a wild card. Who knows what's going to happen? Maybe on one, one minute he's on a popular uh, liberal, uh, you know, Comedy show. Yeah, as the next minute he's being like, "Black women got to cook more, stay in the kitchen or whatever." You know, he's who. That's like the Rockets. They're. It seems like they're getting dumped out of the series by the Clippers. That all of a sudden they win three in a row. I don't know. Rip off a twenty point comeback in the fourth quarter. Well, actually, so, let's, let's get let's get into it. So obviously, a lot. so let's get into it then in the basketball since you already mentioned it right there. Uh, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna consider this. A wash because both rappers are not any of my favorites. Some thugger. I would actually go with uh, the Cleveland versus Atlanta matchup will be a little more personal. Right. Okay. So let's go into the NBA aspect of it. Obviously, we know E Forty is a more experienced rapper, but the Rockets have more experience in terms of going to the finals than GSW does. But what does that really mean? Because no one on the team now has been in the finals on the Rockets. Okay. So yeah, yeah. Harden, but not as a Rocket though. And Jason Terry has won as well. Okay, but okay, I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. For I thought you meant like historically the Rockets and have Kevin McHale himself have been to the finals as a coach. Yeah, so you're saying uh, an actual team? Okay, right, it makes a little more sense. Right. Um, James Harden, he lost obviously. Younger. Yeah. Um, Dwight Howard lost, lost as well. Uh, only went there once, but lost. Uh, and Jason Terry went there once and won. Mm, true. Uh, I think. He went twice. He lost the first time. They lost. I guess Miami. Yeah. And the second time around. Beat, uh, Miami. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, Kevin McHale, the coach, fine. Obviously, had many years with Larry Bird there. So, let's take a pick on what you, what you got. What, who you got and why. Obviously, I'll make the point for the other team, um, rational wise but then I'll tell you my pick afterwards. So. Uh, okay. Well, I'm going to have to go with Golden State here. Okay. And in fact, I don't think it's going to be, well, I'm, I'm waffling between five and six games in the victory. Why? Because of the wild cards here, I think I might bounce it to six. Mm-hmm. And because I've relied on the Rockets before, I had a more higher opinion of them in these playoffs than a lot of people had seen. They've vindicated it thus far, but I think what they're running into now is kind of a juggernaut in Golden State. Uh, I do, I think that... They're going to miss, even though they've gotten along with that Beverly and some of these guys, they're going to miss them in this series. Mm-hmm. As much as I like Jason Terry and his Pierce-esque ability almost to stay relevant yeah. in the playoffs, way. he's too slow to be guarding Steph Curry. Uh, Pablo Prigioni has, been, has looked nice. He's a really good defender. But he can't guard him either. I think... Uh, if Clay Thompson gives them anything decent of like a decent number two, especially keeps up the shooting, they're not going to have an answer around the perimeter for these Golden State boys. And um, look down low, yeah, Dwight Howard might might bang in there. You, you know, Bogut is not going to stop uh, stop him, but uh, and you know you've got one of their key bench players, Maurice Spates, is out for the first game, if not the whole series. So the depth isn't as good as it could be in Golden State, but I don't know. I just don't see it working out for Houston. If it does, then Harden's gonna have to like really come alive and like take over as so, like, best player in the league type of thing, which right. I don't think he'll do. Right. Well, I mean, he was other. He was running up in MVP talk, right? So and now he was my MVP pick, but um, at least versus Curry. But now they're actually matched up. I feel like. All pointing to uh, Golden State. GS Dub. All right. Well, I'm going to just go off the bat right now and say I agree with you. I would say Golden State in six. But I'm going to make the case for Houston. Make that case. 
Jason Terry himself, you're correct. He may not be able to stop Seth Curry, but he's going to make Seth Curry defend uh, just based on him playing the way he has. He shoots threes pretty quickly as well. Uh, he's been making them too. Uh, so he's going to make Steph Curry defend. Uh, last matchup, uh, Steph Curry was, I think, playing off of Chris Paul. He's playing uh, either Matt Barnes or someone else, uh, whoever the three was uh, at the time. Or Jay Reddick. Yeah, Jay, Jay Reddick. Jay Reddick. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, he had to go off screens and stuff, but Steph Curry can run off screens. He didn't have to defend a ball handler like Chris Paul, right? So James Harden himself uh, will be, won't be neutralized by Klay Thompson, but I don't think... I think he can do enough job of making sure that Clay is not making all his shots and tiring him out because obviously he's one of the best one-on-one players in the league. Trevor Reza, Harrison Barnes, what do you think? That's a wash. I think that's a wash. I think, yeah, I guess. So. Reza, I guess they both make open threes. And, yeah. And, yeah, and they both defend really well. I think Reza is better in steals, definitely, than Barnes. But Reza has a little more slash potential to the rim. I think that Barnes is a little better... Shot mm-hmm. in general. I would say that overall the front court of the Rockets since last series is better than the Warriors. And this, this is why I think they may be able to uh, take it to seven, maybe even uh, you know steal one on the road uh, here, here and there. Josh Smith is playing really comfortably for the first time uh, ever, uh, I would say, in, in a playoff run. Uh, he's just used to checking in Atlanta first round and getting knocked out, or maybe potentially second round every now and then, right? Um, but he was a big reason why they came back down 1-3. Uh, the mat- mismatch of Josh Smith uh, for Harrison Barnes, for Blake Griffin, actually was really bad because he can dribble past a lot of these players. So Draymond Green, good defender, really good defender, actually. And that's what I was going to say. And held Bang in there for the rebounds, too. Right. But Josh Smith, is a, I think, is a better defender, weak side defender, than Draymond Green. So if Dwight Howard and and Josh Smith defend Andrew Bogut, because you could stay off Bogut for open jumper. Dwight Howard can be the presence in the paint they need him to be. Uh, I'm going to make the claim that because of Dwight Howard's play and Josh Smith's play, they'll have uh, something to say about GSW. But you still think six? Uh, yeah. I mean, I would I would flip it like seven almost, but... Because okay, I'm going more the other way, like five almost. Seven. I'm, I'm begrudgingly giving the Rockets one more. And because here. of this, I just saw this right now, uh, Beverly has his cast off. Pat but Beverly. he's still not supposed to be expected to play. I mean, it's, this is playoff time, man. Kevin McHale would, uh, if anyone knows about injuries, it, like late great 80 players like Kevin McHale would probably be like, no, you don't have to play. But keep in mind, you're a little pansy if you don't. Yeah. Now, luckily, the Warriors don't have really anyone that Mikel can exploit with his hack on techniques like he did with DeAndre Jordan, mm-hmm. making the game slow and boring. Yeah, and at I least mean, I can't think if there's. And any. Corey Brewer off the bench, very solid contributor. And I believe um, Steve Kerr said that they won't be employing that strategy either on Dwight Howard. No hack at Howard. No hack at Howard, according to him, at least. I don't know. Pre-series, we'll see. He's if they, coming from the they the, switch it the up pop slash Phil Jackson uh, coaching chain, so tree. Uh, so we'll see. All right. Um, so you got GSW. I got GSW. Tonight's the first game, 9 p.m. Uh, tip off. Let's definitely check it out. All right. Moving on to the next battle of Dylon versus Dylon. You got. The land. So this just is just one dial. Uh oh. I got the whole squad of them here. Okay. All right. You got a whole squad. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. State state your name, young son. The. I got <clears throat> crazy, lazy, busy, wish, flesh and bone, bone thugs and harmony. Oh. Pride of Cleveland, Ohio. East okay. Ninety nine eternal. Okay. All right. So, are we gonna see? Uh, some dead rappers representing uh, Easy E, or I mean, Easy E being a dead rapper silhouette in the background supporting. He'll them. feature, yeah, he'll feature uh, as a ghost. Okay, he's a ghost showing up uh, for the love of money. He'll do it. Okay, so why is I mean, other than bump, this is actually is comparing to my competition, similar to what we just talked about. You have experience. They've been they've been rapping for a while, right? Quite a while. Yeah. Early nineties they started. Right. So my rapper representing ATL. Is other than two chines, and he goes by Twitter name Titty Boy. And is this because he goes to a lot of Hawks games? To be fair, I don't know if the Bone Thugs members go to a lot of Cavs games. I haven't seen them necessarily. No, but I mean, and if you're just picking an Atlanta rapper, 
some there's so good many. ones you left on the table, Atlas. No, okay. I'm Cassandra three thousand. I, I was going to go there. I, I know, I know, I know. But two, two chains. I'm putting two chains uh, just because he does appear. He does go to the games a lot. After the celebration of them beating Washington, he had uh, high fived Al Harford on the ke- uh, on the center of the court, walked on like he owned the whole place. And I guess I mean Phillips Arena. Really, there's not that much security, so he could just do whatever he wants. Whenever he wants. So, are you? By the way, are you doing a Southern accent or your your impersonation of someone from down down Georgia way when you pronounce Al Horford's name like Horford? Yeah, Al Hartford. Hartford. I keep on saying Hartford. Yeah, he's not. He's not a Horford. city in your beloved state of Connecticut. I mean, it's the only other thing that's pretty close to Hartford. I could say Harvard pretty easily. Mm. I can't say Horford. There's two chains a Harvard alum. Uh, no, but he is educated, edumacated. Uh He has gotten... That's why I changed the name from Titty Boy when he got educated. <laughs> uh, he goes by, his actual name is Toheed Epps, also known as Titty Boy. Toheed. Toheed. Wow. Yeah. Um, and he did get his uh, graduation uh, education from uh, Alabama State. A university as a basketball player, um, yeah, wow, he got an athletic scholarship too, so he could dunk, he could ball so hard. Can your can your Clevelanders of uh, thugging and boning uh, do that? Dunk a b- ball? Mm-hmm. I don't think they can. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe Lit Fleshen can do that. And he's also appeared. Uh, actually, but go ahead, counterpoint. Go ahead. Why do they need? Uh, they don't need to. Excel in the court when they excel at life. Oh, and uh, let's let's just let me just drop this one right here. Okay, Bone Thugs is the only group that has worked with all four of these famous now deceased rappers. Mm. The aforementioned Easy E, mm-hmm. Big Pun, mm-hmm. Tupac, and Biggie himself. Wow, worked with all of that. He worked. They were. They're all still alive. Okay, all right. So you're talking about uh, greatness. Has two chains uh, ever collaborated with anyone of that, that caliber? Uh, let's just put some names out there. He's uh, won a couple of awards himself for a best recent perfect combo BET hip hop award. Oh, like Kanye West, most Big Sean, Push the best T, award you can for win. Mercy. Uh, he's also won Track of the Year for, with No Lie, Drizzy Drake, uh, Sweet Sixteen. Best. That makes him even worse for being associated with Drake. So you're just. <laughs> Taking your own hole. He's also beat best featured verse on Mercy. Uh, he won that Rookie of the Year. So he out of the gate, he's been on fire since 2012. Did he win most titties for a boy? Not no, not most titties for a boy. But he also has uh, been nominated and won uh, best rap song with ASAP Rocky, Drake, and Kendrick Lamar. Uh, which is some good company right there. And by the way, um, Bone Thugs has won uh, a Grammy Award that's a little more prestigious than, than the ones you're talking about. Actually, um, they won uh, several... No, okay, just one Grammy, but still better. And that was for uh, the best rap performance by a duo or group mm. in the year of 1997. So, uh, a little, they met you down at the crossroads, and so, so they yeah. got their Grammys. You're saying Iggy Azalea wasn't existent then to take away uh, a, a hip hop award from Bone Thugs? Is that is that fair to that say? That is what I'm saying. Okay, All it's right. gone downhill a little bit in the Azalea era. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, th- he hasn't won one. He's been nominated for four uh, Grammys, but his song uh, "Birthday." I don't know if you heard of this one. Uh, he's a very simple man, and when he asks for stuff, all he wants to do is get uh, two things for his birthday. He wants all he wants is big booty hoes, and he wants to get mar- uh, buried in a Gucci store underneath a, book, a Gucci store for some reason. So he already knows what he wants. He's mentioning Crossroads. Do we know what the? Are they going to throw his big booty hoes in there with him upon his burial, a la a pharaoh, Egyptian pharaoh, getting his woman thrown woman. in there as, <laughs> as he should. <laughs> As he should, as he should. Uh, and he's also from College Park, uh, Georgia. Also featured from, you know, Young Jock is from there. You got, uh, I don't know if T.I. is from there, but a couple other rappers in the atl scene there are, are representing really well. And, I mean, birthday song, I mean, it's a, 
you only get so many birthday songs. Can you name a couple other birthday songs? Well, there's like? that song "Birthday Sex" by Jeremiah. Girl, you know I I I I, I, I. and then any other birthday songs? I got um, Stevie Wonder on my head. That's yeah, it. there's a Beatles song. They say it's your birthday. So, yeah. So you just there's made the original it. "Happy Birthday to You," not the big Woody Ho one. No, no, just um, but you've just made my case that he's in a category of greatness. Oh, I with see the Beatles, you tricked me. Yeah, yeah, pretty did. sneaky. And do you think and that wonder. the Atlanta Hawks will have to employ some trickery like that to defeat the mighty LeBron James in the category? Well, I would say this right now: they don't have any Hall of Famers on their team. Mm. Like they don't. I mean, uh, they have talented people. Uh, it, record's not out on, I guess, if uh, Al Horford uh, turns up a, a couple pages and maybe uh, shows up some with something uh, for the next five years, maybe. Uh, Hall of Fame conversation. Yeah, not likely. Not but, likely, though. Um, well. And, uh, yeah, I mean, with that being said, there's no greatness on the Hawks other than how uh, they've been playing together as a team. But can one team defeat... One great man and his great sidekick. Uh, I don't think so. Uh, not not when that team has had experience in going to the finals. Uh, and LeBron James and Sean Marion's on that team too. And James Jones and Mike Miller. So I'm going to pick Cleveland uh, realistically, and I think it will go. Uh, I want to say five. I want to say sweep though. Four. Yeah, I got, I got four. You're going. You're saying the Cavs are going to do a clean sweep act to me of the Hawks. Mm-hmm. Were I able to be that confident, I do agree mostly with what you say. I think the Cavs' hero ball will defeat the the Hawks' team ball in this sense. If you want to break it down that easily, um, but it's not just all hero ball, and, and hopefully Irving's um, more you know above fifty percent, which it seemed to be around fifty sixty last couple games. Um, even less than that at one point. Um, is he healthy? He's going to play. He's not completely healthy. He's going to play. He looked better in, in um, well, he looked better in game five of the Bulls series. Then he went out early in game six and didn't play at all. He's had almost a week of rest at this point. He will have had tomorrow when they play. Uh, Shumpert's been getting been good in these playoffs. Jared Smith's hitting shots. Delhi has stepped up in a big way. A little disappointed in Mozgov. The Mozgov still he really needs to finish better around the rim. He's disappointing me there. Pull down a couple more uh, offensive, or actually really, I, I want to see him pulling down some more defensive rebounds, frankly. Um, we got Thompson for the offensive boards, of course. Uh, but yeah, I do think the Hawks will at least win one, if not two games. Um, I'm probably going to stick with them winning just one Hawks in five, I mean Cavs in five. I think the Cavs will either lose game one and then four in a row, or they'll lose game two. I think they're going to split the, the games in Atlanta, the first two. Other than that, I don't see them necessarily losing. So they have to go back to Atlanta, that's what you're saying, at one point. Uh, to win game five, yeah. yeah. But I don't think that's going to... I mean, I, I agree. We're obviously on the same page in Cleveland. I think um, LeBron has this opportunity of solidifying himself Exactly. As a greatest, one of the greatest. Barring some kind of injury or something, yeah. I just don't see LeBron losing this four games to the Hawks. Right. Like, I don't see that. He's not going to let anything, at least get the opportunity to play for that championship, get in his way. Mm-hmm. And I don't think the Hawks are going to be uh, a factor in that. So, uh, well, I think that'll do it for this. I just stuttered a lot. Did you hear that? I, I thought you were trying to do like a remix thing, but no, you really were just struggling to speak. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't say anything. Um, <laughs> I'll do it for this podcast. And uh, do you have any plugs for me, Major? Any plugs yeah. for you? You mean like earplugs? Yeah, do you have any earplugs for me? I do, in fact. Yeah, I got them from a plane. There you go. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Well, I'm giving you those earplugs. I would like to mention our other podcast, a Mr.'s Irrelevant Colon on NFL podcast. Download that where you get fine pods delivered. It's a little more NFL-centric, where this is more NBA-centric, but it's pretty similar. Are we going to be uh, putting anything up there uh, this week? Um, we might uh, put one up in our ongoing series of Game of Thrones recaps, which also typically we have on our YouTube channel as well, which is um, Drew Nam, D R E W N A M, 
Pod, P-O-D Productions, Drew Nam Pod Productions. And uh, you can, if you're a Game of Thrones fan, or short for a fanatic, you want to see our thoughts on, on each episode. Huh. It's popular now. It's a popular show. It is. It's almost done, right? How many episodes? Four more apps. Mm. got 14, four more apps. 60% way through the season, I'm sad. A lot of, a lot of fours coming up here. All right, cool. Yeah, check that out, guys. Uh, obviously, subscribe on the iTunes, uh, Brooklyn Rebound. Uh, give us some ratings. Uh, we still haven't done that instructional video for you, but don't worry. We got your back. We'll, uh, we'll tell you. You could actually tweet at us and say, hey, how do I rate this? And I'll tell you uh, how to do it easily or direct message you, whatever. Follow us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. At Brooklyn Rebound on both ends. And uh, that's going to do it for this podcast. Uh, June, you got any final words? Uh, let's go, Cavs. Let's beat these dirty, dirty ATL boys, these Hawks. I just being in Cleveland recently had me fired up for the land. Mm-hmm. I want to see it to completion, at least making it to the finals. Uh, let's go, boys. All right, all right. Well, uh, good luck to Jew's team. Let's check out the Western Conference tonight. We'll get back to you maybe with another cast in the week. Maybe not. Who knows? All right. Good day, Brooklyn. Uh, good day, not Brooklyn. And let's go Nets still. Rebound. 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 Rebound.